0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Podding the Red Sox, the bloggingtheredsox.com podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brendan Campbell. Today, I'm happy to be joined by a special guest and Red Sox uh, prospect, Nick Sogard. Nick, thank you for joining me today. Uh, How's spring training going so far?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, It's been good, man. It's been great to get back down to Fort Myers and be back with the guys and just see everybody again. It's been good so far.
0: Is Fort Myers a place you've been all off season or you like go home to California? Yeah, no, I was actually down in
1: back home in California for the majority of my off season and then got out to Nashville, Tennessee around mid-January until I came out here.
0: Do you uh train in Nashville by chance? Yeah, I did. Yep. I think that's a popular place. I, I don't know too much, but I think it is anyway. So yeah, there's a
1: good group of guys out there.
0: Yeah. So uh, how would you describe the environment down in Fort Myers right now? I mean, I think position players don't officially report until tomorrow, but how's it been so far?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the overall vibe, there's a lot of excitement, um, not to speak for the major league side, but for the minor side. You know, we know when we're going to start, we're, we're ready to go. And overall, I think it's just a lot of good vibes, a lot of people ready to get to work, but also just excited at the opportunity.
0: Is it weird getting like the amount of attention you've gotten? Like, I know there's a handful of reporters down there, but I mean, it seems like of all the years I've been paying attention, this is the most attention minor league spring training's ever gotten.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I still am yet to have a normal spring training since I've been a, a pro. Um, I drafted in 19, so just had the short season. Then 20 would have been my first real spring training, but it got cut fairly short. And then last year, obviously, was fairly odd and then no big leaguers here this year so to be honest i don't know if it's weird or not i I don't know what regular is for spring training so far
0: have you had the chance to interact with any of the major league coaches like i mean Alex core the big one obviously i know he said he doesn't want to be like he doesn't want to infringe on the minor league coaches but have you been able to take grounders from him or anything like that
1: yeah he's been out there with us on the infield it's obviously um you know great to have him around whenever he's able to drop some knowledge or just having his energy out there every day. Um, whenever he's around, it's obviously, it's obviously nice. Yeah.
0: Have you been able, since he's a fellow infielder, have you been able to pick his brain at all? Or has he been kind of busy to like go, be one-on-one with?
1: I haven't uh, spoken with him really one-on-one, but just little things here and there. Um, obviously he had a great career as a player and now he's having a great career as a manager as well. So yeah, whenever he's got any, anything to give out on all ears for
0: sure. And what do you think about his beard? If you've gotten a good look at that. <laughs> you said his beard? His be- Yeah, he's got like a sporting salt and pepper beard that's gotten a lot of attention on social media yeah. at least.
1: I think it's a good look for him.
0: Oh. And outside the baseball, I noticed on social media, a lot of you guys are out golfing, whether it be mini golf or on actual courses. So what was the golf scene like down there?
1: You know, I actually didn't bring my like, clubs, but a lot of the guys are playing a good amount. But I did get over to Top Golf as well as a little mini golf here and there. A lot of mini golf courses yeah. in Fort Fun fact.
0: Coming into the spring, it was been about a year since you were traded. So, um, you want to just take me through what that day was like to you last February?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it was really just a normal day until the day was about over, and I got a phone call, uh, pretty much out of the blue, just to inform me that I was being traded. So. You know, obviously surprised, and then initially a little bummed to leave. You know, a lot of my buddies over there. I'd only been there for a short amount of time, so you know, it wasn't like the end of the world by any means. And then just really excited to get going with the Red Sox. Obviously, a great franchise, and yeah, it's just a lot of excitement too.
0: Uh, we already import St. Lucie when that went down, or were you still home? No, I was actually in,
1: in Arizona. That's where I was training last off season. Yeah, so I just got the call out there. It's a few few weeks before spring training. I think around three weeks before spring training. Um yeah, so it was actually just really business as usual. Just flew into Fort Myers instead of Port Charlotte.
0: Oh yeah, Port Charlotte, not Port St. Lucie. So was it easier having the facilities like in the same vicinity, basically, southwest Florida?
1: Yeah. I mean, not not too much of a factor, but uh-huh. yeah, no, no big deal
0: uh how long did it take you to get accustomed to it like at what point did you feel like okay the Red Sox are my new organization that was like a normal thing to say
1: yeah um obviously the couple days after it felt you know very new but as far as getting to the facility and getting you know in touch with the staff and, and all the players I mean I felt like that was really really smooth for me you know they welcomed me in very nicely and uh, made me feel you know part of the family pretty much right away. So I was grateful for that.
0: And um, were you familiar at all with the guy you were traded with, Ronaldo Hernandez? I mean, I know he's like uh different background than you, whatever. But uh, was he someone you knew during your time with the Rays? Not, not a
1: whole lot. I mean, once again, I was still in, still was only with yeah. Tampa for a very short amount of time, just the short season. You know, we'd seen each other at instructional league, but he had been playing at higher levels than I had, so not a lot of interaction there. But it was nice to kind of spend a little more time with him this year in uh, in Portland. Um, you know, he's, he's a good guy. It's fun to play with him.
0: Your first year with the Rays, I mean, that was the same time your older cousin Eric was in the organization, too, at the major league level. So were you two able to interact at all, even though, I mean, you were obviously playing miles away from each other?
1: Um, not within the Rays organization itself, but obviously over text and, you know, over the phone. That was a pretty cool moment for me, honestly, just to see um, well, what he got know, traded.
0: All,
1: yeah, I mean, I would obviously always looked up to him and, you know, the great career that he's having. Um, and just kind of seeing him get traded to the Rays. Obviously, I was in essentially rookie ball at the time, but it kind of like, you know, felt pretty cool to be a part of the same organization, you know.
0: And did he uh, reach out to you or did you reach out to him when you were traded last year concerning he's been through that kind of thing, too?
1: Yeah, so I had actually mentioned I was in Arizona. I was actually at his house wow. <laughs> training with him when I got the call, so that was pretty fun. Uh, I answered the call, kind of went back into the room that I was sleeping in and then came back out and told him, yeah, dude, I just got traded. <laughs> so that was kind of funny moment.
0: And just focusing on the 2021 season now, um, was it difficult at all to play between two levels, making the adjustment like that, going uh, back and forth?
1: Yeah, I mean, going back and forth probably is never ideal, but I was grateful for that opportunity, you know. Um, Being able to spend some time up in Portland, you know, was extremely valuable in my opinion. So I'm grateful for how the 2021 season played out, even if it, you know, may not have been, you know, perfectly cookie cutter ideal. Right.
0: Right. And I've heard from other minor leaguers in the system that like, once you get promoted, the coaches have an idea of where you're at. So do you notice that too, like going from, um, Portland, I mean, Greenville to Portland where the coaches on the same page. Did you notice? Yeah.
1: I think this organization does a great job of that. Um, this similar to the way it was when I got traded over here, the transition between high and double a last year was really seamless. Um, Corey Wimberly, the manager, took me in right away. Made me feel, you know, like a key part of the team. Um, same with Lance, the hitting coach. So, I mean, it was it was a very easy transition going back up, and then obviously back down it was it was very smooth too. So, um, yeah, that was, that was very easy for me.
0: And uh, which ballpark did you enjoy playing at more between uh, Hadlock and Floor Field?
1: Ooh. Well, I'm gonna say I spent more time at floor field, so I gotta give them the love for now, but that maybe that'll change this year. We'll see.
0: Which Red Sox minor league pitchers uh did you enjoy playing with the most last year? I mean, whether in Greenville or Portland. You said pitchers. Pitchers, yeah. Like did you notice know anything like while playing behind them?
1: Um, I mean, that's a tough question. We got a lot of really good arms, man. Um starting pitchers in Greenville were great. And then the bullpen, bunch of flamethrowers coming in chuck in so they make it pretty easy for us on defense honestly it's real easy when they just go up there and strike out the side (laughs) so all of them man really there's a lot of really good arms in this system so it's exciting the feature for the red Sox on the mound should be pretty exciting
0: and um how many would you say you play with at both levels like did you notice the difference if like for say like brian bellow for instance when he was pitching in greenville versus portland if you were able to witness that yeah
1: uh, I mean, a few of the guys, Bellow, Groom, Murphy, all those guys handled the jump and just took it right in stride. I mean, different styles of pitchers, too. Obviously, you got Bellow with just extreme blowout stuff where, you know, Murphy, Murphy's got great stuff, too, but just a little bit different styles, you know. So it's cool to see Groom, mm-hmm. too. It's just cool to see those guys um, obviously doing their thing in Greenville and then take it right up to Portland and keep it rolling.
0: And uh, well, who's your favorite double play partner, if you had to choose, at either level?
1: Ooh, once again, and a lot of good ones.
0: How can we say Alex
1: Cora? Is that oh. an acceptable answer?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> and uh, when you were in Greenville, I mean, I'd read the story about Joe Davis, where him and Stephen Scott had like, these barbecue parties, I guess you want to call them, every off day. So uh, were you able to partake in that at all?
1: I actually never got out to the trailer park, uh, man. That's a that's a regret that I had about last year. So this year, gotta find a way. Yeah.
0: Offensively, uh, just like the competition, what are the differences between the pitching you faced at High A versus Double A?
1: Yeah. Um, I think Double A, I definitely could notice. Uh, you know, the jump. I think it's a lot more. Just every pitch is very very competitive. Not that it wasn't in High A, but. Just down to like, you know, the, just an inch on or off the plate, you know, 1 <clears> 0, <throat> you might think you're just getting, you know, a grooved heater versus in double A, you might get like a backdoor slider, you know, just, you could just tell it was a little bit more refined uh, up there for sure.
0: And uh, since you're a switch hitter, can I ask which side of the plate you prefer hitting from and uh, why? Yeah.
1: I mean, it honestly really does just depend. Um, Just like all hitters kind of sometimes feel good. Sometimes they may not feel as good. It just kind of is the same way. I feel like I have two different swings. Um, So it just kind of, you know, just depends, man.
0: And were you a switch hitter from the beginning or is that something you picked up when you were a little bit older?
1: No, I actually really didn't start switch hitting truly until my junior year of high school. So not, not my whole life, no.
0: Oh, so which one um, – so which side are you, are you more comfortable from from that perspective? Like, where did you start off from?
1: Uh, I was naturally right-handed. Right-handed. Yeah. hmm
0: And uh, what was your, um, like, primary position when you were in high school?
1: I've always been a shortstop. Most... Um, yeah, that's kind of home for me on defense, but I'm obviously playing a lot of defensive positions nowadays, and, you know, I'm okay with that too. Whatever I can do to be out on the field and help the team win, I'm good with that.
0: So would you ever consider a move to the outfield if that was presented to you?
1: Of course. Um, You know, I think I am an infielder. I take pride in being an infielder, but, you know, they want me to play out there in the outfield. If they think that's how, you know, I can help them win games, then I'm all for it.
0: Well, from what I read, it seems like, um, do you take pride in your arm strength too? Because I read that's like a positive attribute of yours.
1: Yeah, that's actually something I've been trying to improve upon, really. So, yeah.
0: It's like how you uh, go about improving it—is it like weighted balls, like pitchers use, or something else?
1: Um, not necessarily the weighted balls. Pretty much just long toss, you know, kind of airing it out, making sure you got good spin,
0: stuff like that. <clears throat> well, these next few weeks, what what would you like to get out of spring training? Um, I would say
1: just kind of continued comfortability with everything. Um, just kind of. Some slight fine-tuning, kind of refining. Um, It's been great to see a bunch of live pitching. Just kind of little things like that. Nothing major, just kind of continued, you know, growth towards being prepared to hit the ground
0: run once the season starts. Have you been able to play uh, games against other teams yet, or has it all been inter-squad so far?
1: Not yet. So far, all inter-squad. I think we get going against other teams here in another week or two.
0: And do you know if there's a, a conti- sort of contingency plan if um, Major League Spring Training starts soon, if, like, the lockout somehow ends? I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah, no, no I, have been, uh, I haven't been focusing too much on yeah. on the lockout and stuff like that, yeah.
0: No, I don't blame you. Um, so since you uh, played in Portland last year, is that where you'd like to start this season?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a goal for sure, yep.
0: And assuming you do start there, um, what do you think you can use from last year to improve yourself, basically?
1: From being in Portland?
0: Yeah, just like what you learned going up and down last year. Like, what do you think you could do to, like, stick in Portland?
1: Um, yeah. Um, you know, getting a taste of what the game speed is like up there, um, I think was was valuable. You know, that way, when, I, when I'm there, whenever I'm there this year, just kind of having that understanding of – uh, you know, what games are like there versus it being in, you know, an all new experience. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm grateful for being able to have some time up there last year.
0: And, uh, you turned 25 in September and can become eligible for the rule five draft uh, later on December. So is that way on your mind at all coming into the season, the rule five draft?
1: No, I'm not really paying too much attention about that. Just trying to perform to the best of my ability and, you know, help the team win games and, let all the other chips fall where they may
0: so it's helping the team when does that fall into like your goals and expectations for this season
1: yeah um like
0: any personal stuff I guess
1: um yeah as far as personal goals just kind of trying to build off of some of the improvements I made last year um I think last year overall was was a good year for me but I know I have a lot more than that to, to prove so just kind of trying to refine and kind of fine-tune the good things that I did and just get a little bit more consistent with them. Kind of put out a, a good product every day.
0: Sorry if I'm kind of repeating the question, but do you know if you're starting the year in Portland or is that still to be de- to be determined?
1: No, to be determined.
0: Ah. Uh, so what do you think you have to do these next like I think the season starts a little less than a month? What do you think you have to do to like secure a spot there?
1: Uh just you know, play as well and as hard as I can. Um, you know, once again, I'm not I'm not spending a ton of time worrying about making sure that, you know, once again, I just got to do whatever I can do to play as well as I can, help out whatever team I'm on, you know, whether that's in Portland, Boston, or, or Salem, you know, I can't really worry about where they place me. I have no control over that. I just got to play play hard, play baseball, and, you know, I'll do whatever I can wherever I'm at.
0: And when you were in Portland last year, did you get to explore the city at all during any off days or anything like that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. It's a cool town, man. I like the, I like the vibe up there. It's Red Sox country up there.
0: Yeah. And you like a, do you like the, uh, the way the Miley schedule was last year, where you had like a set off day every week on Monday?
1: Yeah, I I really like that. Honestly, I think most guys would agree that they they liked the, uh, the six game sets. Um, with the scheduled off day, I think overall minor league players would would agree to keep that around.
0: Nice. So, uh, all right, Nick Sogard, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to plug before you go? I mean, I can plug your social media accounts right now, but is there anything else?
1: Uh, No plugs, Brendan. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Sogard22 and on Instagram at Nick underscore Sogard. So uh, thanks again.
1: Appreciate it, my man. Have a good one.